You're listening to the Rich State of Mind Show, the podcast made to make you the total package in the entrepreneurial world and give you what we call a rich state of mind. If you are here looking to learn about real estate investing, marketing, elevating your business, and developing your mindset to get to the next level, then you are at the right place. Stay tuned and be sure to join our community on richstateofmind.com. Now here's your host, Anthony Ritchie. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Rich State of Mind where I'm talking to Vanya Mora. She's the founder of multiple e-commerce brands, podcast host, content creator, and performance marketer. Vanya merges her educational background consisting of digital business strategy and marketing with her own personal experience of building and scaling brands from scratch. Additionally, partnering up and having one-on-one masterminds with founders of astonishing e-commerce brands and Facebook ad specialists. She helps startups or established brands for the short and long term. She has made online marketing simple and can work effectively in almost any industry. With the right talent and a target-oriented campaign, she's proven to provide exceptional results. I like this episode a lot because we're talking about e-commerce. This is something we haven't discussed before. We've talked about website building. We've talked about building SEO, but we never talked about how to provide push traffic towards an e-commerce shop. And so for those that don't know what e-commerce is, it's pretty much where you sell products and services online. And she, Vanya, specializes in this. And by the way, she's only 23 years old, at least when I recorded this with her. And she is amazing at this. Uh, definitely somebody that you should hire for her services to in order to blow up your business to the scale that it deserves to be. So thank you for listening. Please enjoy. Hey, Vanya, thank you so much for taking the time. This is a morning for me, you being in the UK or in Portugal. So you about what, six hours ahead of me, I think. So yeah, so right now it's 3 p.m. in my place. Yeah. All right. Gotcha. Yeah. So six hours. So uh, please tell us a little bit about you, you know, a little bit, you know, your background and, you know, what you do today. Yeah. So thank you so much, Anthony, for having me on this podcast. Really a pleasure to talk to you and to your audience. So my name is Vanya. I am originally from Portugal. I grew up in um, Luxembourg and four years ago, I moved to Amsterdam. So I'm 23. I actually moved there to just change my environment and really just um, develop myself. But also because my university, so that is five years of uh, four to five years of marketing at the University of Amsterdam. And then I started my entrepreneurial journey when I was 18. So tried lots of different things. And now I'm focusing on my marketing agency as well. That's one thing that I absolutely enjoy and love doing. So yeah, right now I'm just focusing on that. Building up, the, uh, building out the agency, working with my team, also based in the UK, and just delivering value. And also, I have my own podcast, The Self Made Circle. So, um, yeah, just busy with um, different things for sure. I can tell you had the podcast mic there, and so you said that you was only twenty. You're only twenty three. I'm twenty three. Yeah. Awesome. And so you're you're doing things at 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 an age that some people they're just trying to still figure out life. Uh, so that's pretty awesome. Uh, let's talk a little bit about your business. So you're the founder and CEO of VCM. What is VCM? So VCM Media is a marketing agency. So how it every, how everything started is that I had my own brand, my own e-commerce brand before. So did everything on my own and learned lots of different things. So e-commerce is when you have your online store online and when you sell your products to your target audience, right? So then... I absolutely enjoyed it and I gained so much knowledge together with um, everything I was studying and just really studying lots of different courses online and working with mentors all around the world. So I gained super like lots of knowledge and I thought, okay, now is the time to actually deliver the value and pass it on to people that actually need it. And that's how it started everything with VCM Media. Um, exactly. So um, just delivering value and making sure that what I learned, I pass it on to people that are actually stuck or experiencing the same problems or the same situation that I was when I was running my business all by myself before. Uh, what did you sell on your, on your e-commerce So shop? I said, uh, I sell, it was, the name was Skin Pearl and I sold um, IPL uh, laser remove devices. The thing is, um, so for the hair and for um, laser 
the body hair. So I ha- originally had a Dutch store. So I was actually the first one in the Netherlands selling that specific um, type of product. And one year after me, I had lots of competition. So everyone doing private label. Private label is when you... Um, when you just buy in bulk a product that already exists, that already is not a new product in a sense, and you put your own brand on it. So you brand it, but it's a product that everyone else can also sell under a different name in a sense. Gotcha. So exactly. So I did that um, and lots of photo shootings, the marketing, all by myself, everything. And it was a great experience. Absolutely enjoyed it. And then moved on to um, some other products in the um, same kind of niche. So beauty and skincare, etc. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it's also like a long-term game. So you really have to love what you're selling. And for my first store, that was not the case. So after one and a half years, I closed the store because um, it got pretty competitive. Also, that needs to stay profitable. So closed it down and moved on to um, the agency uh, business model. Uh, what host were you using? Were you using Shopify? Um, Shopify. Amazon? And I always, okay. yeah, I was using Shopify. And I also have um, most of my clients, they also use Shopify. That's one thing I recommend because it's just so easy, convenient, and straightforward. Awesome. And so, what were some things that you learned, even while you, know, you said that it wasn't something that you particularly loved doing it the first time? What were some things you learned about you know, building a successful e commerce? Yeah, so one thing that I learned is um, as soon as you have uh, lots of customer increase or lots of customer service work, you should outsource it to a virtual assistant and he or she takes care of the customer service because it can be quite draining if you see the refunds coming, if you see and, uh, um, you know, everything and clients can be very, or customers can be very draining as well if they have a problem, if they don't like something about it, etc. So you should really focus on the main activities and really just uh, improving the design, improving the branding, and improving the whole process to make it very to make it very convenient for your customer to have this ultimate um, experience. So, really outsourcing the um, customer service aspect is a huge point because you should not be focusing on that because that's just standard procedures. That's something that you should outsource to a virtual assistant. Also. It's the shipping times and specifically the um, just the whole experience with from the moment where they put the purchase. So they trust you. They give you their money. So you should really value that. And again, I don't call it the um, B2C business, business to consumer or um, I call it business to people. So in the end, be the client, be it in the agency world where I work directly with like long-term with clients one-on-one or be just selling products on a daily basis. It is a person that you are delivering value to. And I think that's an aspect that most people do not even consider or focus on is you are not selling to numbers. You are not selling to uh, robots around the world. You are actually, even though you have like huge amounts of, of sales every single day, these are people. These are people that trust you and are looking forward to receive your product. So if you see it that way, and if you start adapting that perspective, I feel like you will take it um, to the next level. I mean, yeah, you will take it way more serious and way more, you appreciate every single sale that comes through for sure. Oh, yeah, because people are looking for that um, that great customer service, right? And then because obviously if they have a great experience, they'll come back. And so you um, you transition into skincare. What about skincare? You you know how come you like that niche? Yeah, so I'm very passionate about skincare because of um, yeah, just my own experience. I had very bad acne, for example, or was just struggling with some kind of personal stuff. So I. Um, dove deep into that topic specifically did a lot of research a lot of self-study and um yeah just every kind of problem when it comes to improving your skin improving your hair improving your just your well-being and how you how confident you feel in your body i'm very passionate about that and if i have my friends or if i have someone that i meet on the street and we just get into a conversation and I see them telling me, oh, I struggle with this, I struggle with that. Like, it's my biggest pleasure to just really recommend them some stuff I absolutely loved or changed my life. So passing that on is, uh, yeah, it's something I, I just enjoy a lot, for sure. 
And I ask that question because um, people do get into certain businesses, certain niches because, oh, this is what's new. This is what's hot right now. It makes the most sense. But I, I truly believe in that if you are passionate about something, even if it is oversaturated, with you adding your own special twist to it and being passionate about it, you will push through and have your own success. Yeah, like most most founders um, that actually make it because it's a very small percentage in the end to make like this long-term and impactful business, right? Mm-hmm. And most of them that I know personally are the ones that are super passionate about what they're doing. Um, they stand 100% to their own product, to their own process and their own research. And truly just um, knowing that if you really love what you do, no matter how many setbacks you have, you won't stop. And that's what makes a difference. Because if you have something, um, for example, if you just want to do something half, half ways, or you say, you know, I just need some extra cash on the side. I just know it's not going to be long-term. It's not going to be that um, beneficial to you because you will not stick to it because you're not 100% with your mind on it, right? So people that are passionate with their products or services, they they really fight through the setbacks because you always experience problems. And if it's not important for you enough, you will let it go easily. And that's not supposed to be like that. Awesome. Uh, with, with you personally, and then we're going to switch over to how you do things with your business. Uh, personally, how did you advertise yourself? What were some uh, trials and tribulations you went through with trying to advertise your product? Yeah. So I uh, was familiar with Facebook ads and I used that Facebook ads and Instagram ads. It was still, it was like two years ago and it was very different from what it is now because it's constantly changing and you should embrace the change because it's something good. It's a good sign, but it was, let's say, way easier to do it in the sense that um, the content was not as strict as it is now. So I had the opportunity to actually, um, first of all, uh, really experienced with lots of things, but how I actually started with a uh, very low capital, maybe it's also interesting for your audience, how I did it. So I first invested um, into a photo shoot with an actual model. I had one sample that I was trying myself, testing out myself, and I used that specific sample to get my first photo shoot. I uh, rented out in Amsterdam a studio photographer videographer and the model right and I had my sample so with that we uh, actually shot amazing contact that uh, content that day and all that content I used um, to build out the website and to start running my first ads on Facebook and Instagram with that I called it the pre-order the pre-order round so I first gathered uh, around 500 uh, sales in a short time, and that allowed me to buy my first bulk order without uh, investing my own capital. Awesome. And so you took a little bit of the money you needed to do an ad, and then that got you the rest of your your pre, because you, okay, yeah, because you did a pre-order that gave you the money you needed in order to do all the other, uh, build up your inventory pretty much. Yeah, correct. So I used my own money to do the uh, photo shoots and to pay for the website in the beginning. And of course, you start running the ads, but uh, the cash came in right away. So it was um, it was actually using the money that you got for a pre-order to actually pay more for ads. So you, you get more sales in so you can order more in bulk. OK, and do, do you does that work with every type of uh, e-commerce uh, type niche or maybe specifically towards what you were doing yeah yeah it has to it doesn't work with any uh, with every uh, type of niche or every type of store it has to be a really like you have to pay attention to some aspects one of them being you have a product market fit that's very important but you have a product that is very attractive and very in high demand because if you have let's say a book or like let's say a notebook or something like that people are not going to pre-order and wait one month to get that you have to build like this hypothetical hype around it with your website with your pricing with your scarcity strategies um emails like you have to build this unique um value around your product because people if they're willing to wait one month to receive your product, even though it's not even there yet in within one or two days, because now, you know, people are used to next day delivery, next day shipping. So it's really a big deal to wait that long for like a product or one and a half months. But yeah, it was very clear stated on the website. 
And because there was so much hype around this and so much demand, people actually wanted to wait that long to be part of like this first mover advantage of getting this product. But again, it was a Dutch store and I was the first one in the Netherlands with that specific product because in the Mm -hmm. UK, it was already available for around eight months before I started. In In America, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. And so also I want to be clear too, you said that your business uh, provides uh, services to all English speaking countries. Yeah. Now it does. Since a year, it does. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. So let's switch over to VCM. All right. Cause um, this is pretty cool how you've built this, this, um, this business, especially such at a such a young age, you're very organized. And I love this. I love your results that I saw on your website as well. So uh, please break down, uh, and we'll go more in depth later, but please break down each of the services you provide with your business. Okay, so we do a creative direction and pay traffic, but also I do the branding and branding strategy. So for example, if a client comes to us and we have amazing, um, our team with performance marketers based in UK. So they do an amazing job in regards to optimizing pay traffic, etc. like attracting the right people onto website. But what I always say is like, you can attract people as much as you want because Facebook market, like just Facebook itself is a place where you can buy your traffic, right? But it's not only about buying your traffic. It's like, I always compare it to going to a supermarket and you buy whatever you need for your home, right? But um, it's similar to Facebook, but it's not only about buying the traffic. The website needs to make sense. The product market fit, as mentioned before, needs to be there so also it has to strike a nerve specifically the ads and the content that you um, produce has to strike a nerve therefore uh, we also included the creative direction from my side and from my videographer's side because i think especially nowadays um i read once from um one statistics that every single person is introduced around six thousand ads per day even though you are not even you're not aware of it so Striking a nerve, getting the attention, really standing out is key, especially because every single one has so easily access to that specific platform or being able to buy the attention of the people to buy the users or the traffic. So what we do is we not, not only focus on a proven um, strategy in the background, but more in the in the forefront of the business, making sure that the um, the website is optimized and also the creatives are on on um, yeah are just really of high quality because that's in the end and especially right now is what makes a difference between a successful campaign and a non-successful one yes and how long do uh, the campaigns usually last for it really depends we don't kill any campaigns uh, as long as they still perform as long as the KP, uh, kpis are still um good so as long as we see a drop or that some changes are needed we will introduce new creatives we will introduce new um ideas campaigns for example summer campaign we'll launch new uh, videos or just approach it from a different angle because in the end you can truly um target or present your offer in different angles right it depends okay. who you target and depends what the interest of your target group is as well. Yeah. Uh, what does KPI stand for? So uh, KPIs is the um, metrics that you use to measure the performance of your um, campaigns. So for example, let's say the cost per click, if it's really high, then you know, okay, something's wrong of the imp- cost per impression, <clears throat> per thousand impressions, then you know, okay, um, my uh, audience is not reacting or not engaging or not even interested in what I provide to them, what I show yeah. or put in front of them. And based on these metrics, you can key metrics, you can really um, decide, okay, which are the indicators that I need to work on or the factors I need to change to improve. Okay. So when it comes to your, your traffic generation, how do you ensure that conversion is high? On the website or from yes. the, okay. Well, yeah. Yeah, it really has a lot to do with um, the layout of the website and just the messaging. So I, for example, there are so many things you can consider, also so many strategies. But for example, just to give you an example, before I know that people had lots of um, 
like scarcity strategies let's say time scarcity oh you only have like 24 hours to get this Mm -hmm. deal it doesn't work anymore people just are aware of what's going on people just know exactly (laughs) what a dropshipping store looks like you know like it doesn't work like that anymore so what i like to do is um, making it easy for the customer to go through your uh, information with lots of videos um, or demonstration videos giphys or gifs however you call it and not too much text in bulk and really mm-hmm. making it an engaging and um, modern, innovative experience on the website. And the conversion rate, of course, has to do with, okay, what kind of traffic does come onto your website? Again, are they actually the right people that would buy um, the product, first of all? Second of all, um, the images, um, how complicated is it for the customer to actually go through the information so you have to make it as easy as possible as easy um for them to actually reach the checkout and um, purchase a product for example awesome and so uh talk about conversion let's just say you get them there and they don't particularly buy what's there how do you retarget uh, these individuals yeah, so we have the middle of the funnel and we have the bottom of the funnel campaigns as well. So uh, it depends if the um, customer uh, or the visitor um, interacted in the last, let's say, 300 days with your brand or viewed content, initiated purchase or added to cart, for example. So if they, if we see that people do that, we retarget them with a very specific um, offer, also very specific content or video. So we uh, actually present them like this no-brainer, irresistible um, offer in front of them so they can get back. They're like, you know what, actually, it's a good idea. And actually, I wanted it. And let me give it a shot and, and try the product out. So really just eliminating every possible risk that a, cl- a customer can take by not trying or by trying out um, the product that they were initially interested in. Uh, is the retargeting, would you go as far as to even create some type of discount to where you even you just break even just to allow them to at least experience the product and then keep them going? Yeah, it really depends on the brand as well, but the lifetime value is huge, especially for skincare because the, uh, the margins are super high. And when you get used, I mean, I talk about my own experience. If I get used to, I don't know about you, but if I get used to a skincare product, um, I stick to that. If I know it works, I stick to it. Oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah, you know, so just having this, and especially nowadays, that's such a big topic. Also in the e-commerce world, having this no-brainer offer is what a lot of people talk about, like this irresistible offer it's called. So that's really key. Um, but again, it depends if it's a passion product, if it's a problem-solving product. It really depends what kind of product it is. Yeah, for sure. And you said at the 30 and 60-day mark, that's when you, that's your middle funnel is the 30-day mark and your bottom funnel is your 60-day mark. Exactly. Now it's, um, yeah, yeah, you can say it like that. Okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I've never heard it broke down like that before, uh, as far as, you know, I guess I'm assuming top funnel, middle funnel, and then bottom funnel, different ways to still approach that uh, particular customer and not giving up on them at the beginning funnel, uh, because that's yeah, all I knew. Important. And then, um, but you, it's, I guess as long as you still got that email address, you can still c- communicate with that yeah. individual. Correct. So we can communicate through Klaviyo. That's personally what I always recommend using Klaviyo for uh, email marketing or um, exactly just um, input the email addresses in Facebook advertisement. So um, the algorithm can, first of all, uh, retarget those specific people, but also uh, look for similar people with similar shopping behaviors. Uh, Clearview, um, how does that work? So what we do, I mean, is more like in the background of the algorithm, but what we do is we use, uh, we um, input the um, the customer list or email list of our current cl- customers or that introduced uh, or subscribed to our, our email list, right? And based on that, they get retargeted with that email. Gotcha. And then there's a way to where, I guess you can organize it to where, hey, these these group of people get this funnel. These group of people get this funnel. Yeah, definitely. You can do that all in the in the ads manager. So that's awesome. Um, yeah, it's very it's very. That's what I'm saying. Like, um, people are moving into like TikTok, moving into Pinterest, and um, but still, like the best um data that you can have for the cheapest price. Again, it's all about purchasing the paid traffic. Again, um. 
purchasing the traffic. So the data that is of highest quality for now is still Facebook. But again, people are trying to diversify their um, streams of traffic, which I absolutely love because you cannot only rely on Facebook because sometimes they do block your account. They do um, disable your um, manager, uh, like ads manager. So then you are like, I cannot only rely on one source, but also organic. That's why it's so important to interact with um, your customer base through um, your own Instagram account, through the email list, and really on the more personal level as well is more than yeah. ever crucial. Yeah. Why, why do you feel like a lot of people complain about failing when it comes to ads? Like I spent $5,000 and I didn't, I, you know, I got back pennies on the dollar on what I invested. Uh, what do you think they're doing wrong? Um, what they're doing wrong, I think the number one point would be to understand who the ideal customer is. I mean, it's so simple. It sounds so like stupid, but it's mainly the, the, the reason why most people are failing with their ads is because they don't really know what value they are providing to their customers. And again, I come back to the first thing that we mentioned way in the beginning is a people is a people business business to people, right? Not business to uh, B2C or B2B is B, business to people. So not really understanding what your customers are craving for, what keeps them awake at night. And that's one question I ask myself every single day, what keeps them awake at night and how can we um, portray our offer as the best possible offer to them and put the offer in front of them. So that's mainly and mostly the number one reason. Number two reason is what I said is that people um, or business owners, sometimes they take Facebook ad, they, they think they can just pay and it does magic to them. It doesn't <laughs> do magic. It doesn't do magic. Facebook or Mark Zuckerberg is not a magician and his platform neither. So you really have to also put work in the creative uh, or the content itself. And most people don't want to do that. They want to take a picture. They want to take a, a ready-made um, picture or creative that they did maybe in two seconds. And that's, that doesn't work anymore. Again, that used to work before, but now with such a crowded space and with, again, people fighting for people's attention. And there are people, there's always someone that pays more than you do, always. So you got to move differently and you got to, um, yeah, go into aspects that they do not consider. For example, just improve the aspects that you have full control on, right? So that's, that's one thing gotcha. I, I would definitely say. And then the next thing is, uh, how do you nurture you know, so I know you have a uh, you have something set up to where you automatically uh, nurture the leads and you know maintain them. How do, how does that process work? Yeah. So again, like engagements, not only um, the creatives are paying to get the traffic, but just staying engaged and really valuing every single customer that you have. Again, through Clayview, that's one thing we absolutely enjoy just making sure that they are appreciated sending out maybe uh once in a while uh, a referral code for a next order just because they are they are valued as a customer and um making interesting our, our creative um projects inside of the company such as uh, running giveaways on your instagram engaging with them putting out content that are that is interested um interesting to your target audience so really just um keeping the customer engaged with the brand and really building this loyalty in long-term because a loyal customer is a customer that stays forever. And if the customer really enjoys and supports what you do as a business, that's a lifetime customer. They will be so loyal to you. They will support you. They will give out recommendations to your brand. I mean, that's one thing I do a lot. I recommend mm -hmm. brands to many other people that I truly believe in. I know they are good. So I think that truly makes um, the difference between a good brand and a, a brand that is not successful or not as successful. And really just thinking in terms of, um, again, we are all the same. We are all people. And you cannot treat your customers as numbers or robots because they are not. They are genuine people just like you. So having or adapting this perspective and mindset can truly change your business for sure. I want to uh, talk about, because you, you mentioned branding and that y'all do consulting for branding, correct? Yeah, as well. Yeah. And so uh, my first question with that is when it comes to, you know, let's just say I do t-shirts and I say, hey, uh, Vanya, I want to do t-shirts on, uh, for, you know, for uh, maids or let's say, yeah, maids, you know, there's a bunch of maids in, in this industry or at least in this country that I know if they had like a nice shirt, uh, representing their, you know, whatever company they work with, they will love it. 
have you ever had to tell somebody like, hey, your niche is too small or too specific? No. Okay. Not, not that. Um, you mean too specific in the sense that there is not enough space for us to target um, to target someone that would be potentially interested in that? No. Because okay. is, that, is that your question? Yes, yes. Because like maybe you would have said, well, how about you do maids and butlers, Anthony? You know? <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, we, you can always change along the process, but we start testing for sure with what is there and what the client uh, wants or desires. So, and again, like I don't believe in, in something that is like, um, like I believe in fatigue. If your audience is fatigued by the same offer and by the same creative that you put in front of them, but okay. I don't believe in in the space being, um, let's say, uh, there is no space for any other product to come up. I don't believe in that because there's always ways to first of all put it in different angle. That's why I would like to say, for example, if you have a shirt and if you have a very specific theme on your shirt and that's all the brand is around that specific mindset and theme and you want to portray this feeling to your customers even though you it doesn't work right away you can always change the way it's portrayed to your ideal buyer that's why i don't believe in that yeah uh, and so with the consulting i saw that you provide um an audit call for one hour true and Correct. so so that's like the intro call where we you know everybody gets to kind of meet each other yeah, so that's the call, just to quickly elaborate on that. Um, that's the call where we first of all get to know your business, what your needs are, and truly if it's a fit for us as well. Because for us, we really want to provide help. So we don't just take on a client because it's done for you, first of all. So it's very personal. I spend lots of time with my clients and I absolutely love it and enjoy. Um, because what enjoy what makes me pleasure or what I love about my job is helping other people make money with what they love to do. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's that's the thing that um, really and it doesn't feel like work to me because I just enjoy seeing people, other people succeed in what they love to do. Right. So with this first one on one call, we go over your business. We see what your needs are and if we can help and what you can expect from our help. And if that suits you and if that suits us, then we can uh, um, progress from there and continue from there. But exactly just getting to know your numbers and what. Uh, keeps you stuck at the moment and why you're actually looking for help and what role can we play in this process and i love the fact um because when i mentioned the free call one of your things that you uh, say on the website is hey we guarantee you know within 90 minutes you know we will have you on you know on board you know you will have a good experience and your returns uh so you talk about you know turning a dollar into six to ten dollars uh and we talked about earlier about you know what people have put in and then what they get back. So ex explain that to me as far as how somebody, and we're just using, I'm just using a dollar as an example. I'm pretty yeah, sure nobody's dollar. giving you a dollar, uh, but you know, how <laughs> or somebody would say, Hey, I'm going to give you $20 and you're able to turn that into, you know, let's just say 150. How, how does that work? Is, is, the, is it because the marketing or your, your targeting is so on point that you're able to get a such a great return. Yeah. So um, again, like it truly depends on the business and the past performance. That's the first thing we look at and the past uh, results or, and that's why we look at that because then we can determine, okay, is there a product market fit? We will always start with that because if the product is actually um, in demand or if people actually like the product and they already approved the quality of the product with a certain revenue from before, then we know, okay, you know what? Um, people wanted there is demand for this specific product and we can go ahead and start the branding and create this whole concept around it but the product is the main point it has to be good the quality has to be uh, accurate and that's the first thing we look at also when we say okay we can turn every dollar into six or ten dollars is because then we know okay how do we portray the offer to your client what kind of content a content or customer what kind of content do we use and then we started testing, but along the testing or along um, the, the campaigns that we that we run for the customer, we see what works, what doesn't. And based on that, we optimize and always improve the brand with different aspects. Like there's so many different things around it, but really just building 
this ultimate offer in that specific niche um, and really standing out from your competition and put, portraying your offer. Again, it depends on the sales messaging and sales pers persuasion. There's like a big psychological factor that comes into place when it comes to marketing as well. But really just having every single uh, aspect uh, optimized for your brand, then we can achieve these results. But the most important part is that your product is actually wanted from people and from your audience. I noticed that you do have a B2B um, example. Uh, how different, what is, how different is your approach dealing with B2B or business to business approach versus your B2P or, or B2C? Yeah, B2C. Yeah. So I, I mean, I'm B2B as well, right? So I compare it to my own um, approach to my clients or the yes. outreach. So what I call B2C is more, um, is more short-term experience. Let's say like that. It's more uh, materialistic because people buy a product from you. It can be, again, something for their skin. It can be uh, a product solving, um, a problem solving product, or it can be a passion product, right? Something like uh, a comic figure that they absolutely love. But it's like, you know, it's more like, especially if it's not high ticket, it's more like a short-term experience. They put the purchase, they receive the order, and that's it. With B2B, um, it's more a long-term commitment with your um, with your clients, and specifically, you are not only to um, your intention is not only to deliver one um, product, but for example, the course or um, value, and it's mostly high ticket. So you're actually um, leading or guiding someone with your help along a bigger purpose or a bigger vision or a bigger goal for that specific individual. So of course you can um, sell courses in a very like um, fast pace and uh, in big volume. But again, mm -hmm. you usually have a community that you build that is stronger than someone that is just trying out a product for like 50 or 100 bucks. And um, it's a longer term commitment and the value that you portray in terms of non-materialistic, I think it's, it plays a bigger, a bigger role in this part for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that's awesome. I definitely appreciate the way you've broken everything down because um, I like to talk about different aspects of business. And I think e-commerce has definitely become a part of the business world. It's here to stay, you know, people are not doing uh, as many, like we, I don't know if you, if you've experienced it, but we have a lot of yard sales over here where people put, go in front oh. of their yard and they, they used to sell all their things from their house. But now yeah. a lot of it is, you know, they post a picture of whatever they're trying to sell on their phone, offer up or even Facebook marketplace. Right. And then now somebody either physically comes and picks it up or you are mailing it off. And so that's the future. And I think that's here to stay. And I think that makes people feel safer too. Uh, everybody's not coming by their house to pick up things at the same time. Yeah. But yeah. It's changing. It's definitely changing. And like, especially the mobile device shopping experience, it has increased by 37% since last year. So, wow. and also like on, um, on Black Friday, I think it was um, Shopify alone, they uh, revealed their sales. I think it was Shopify uh, with 9 billion on that um, or with Amazon, Shopify and Amazon. It was like a huge number on that day. So yeah, the online shopping, we think it's like... Um, too late to start or too late to get involved into that specific niche or area or industry. But in my opinion, it's still only the beginning. So there's a lot, a lot of room. And also I want to, you know, acknowledge the fact that you've re returned seven, it's seven figures in revenue for your uh, clients. You generated that much. So that's awesome uh, that you've been able to do that. And you've also, y'all also spent a lot of money on ads as well, but it's definitely been tenfold. So I think that's pretty awesome. Uh, because everybody doesn't know how to target an audience. I, I, I ain't gonna lie. I'm one of those people that have put an ad out there and I try to put something together in five minutes and I may have spent 30 bucks and probably made $7, you know, and it's, yeah. uh, it's frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that easy anymore. Yeah. So, yeah. Work and that was like on that, Instagram. Yeah. That was on Instagram. And sometimes you could do uh, Instagram kind of, is since uh, Facebook bought Instagram now, a lot of that stuff can be meshed together. But yeah, I'm just sitting there like, you know, wasting my money. Like, 
what am I doing wrong? And I even try to do it like specific to, hey, people that always look up real estate because I have t-shirts towards real estate slash business mm-hmm. or mindset. And mm-hmm. uh, even still, I felt like I was, I was missing a step. So I think a business like you, I may be good at building a website or even designing t-shirts, but I may be horrible at marketing. And so that's where I like how your business comes in and can finish that, you know, finish the job. And I don't feel like I'm breaking even when I'm using your services. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I yeah, think that's exactly. pretty awesome. Yeah. And then also too, um, you also provide uh, website design. So I, I noticed that you do yeah. Shopify website design. Are there other yeah. websites that y'all can provide design to as well? Not for now. That's the thing that we are most experienced in. And that's for us also um, the most attractive when it comes to building a website and having all these insights. That's why we limit ourselves when it comes to design with Shopify, because it's also win for us because we get, first of all, the flexibility to change anything that we want without mm-hmm. having to code or um, complex, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, like background stuff, which is yeah. still possible, but it's just a headache for the client. It's just a headache for us. So we try to avoid that. But um, you start, first of all, with the consultancy. So really just advising what we think is best. And if the client says, you know what, I have no idea how to do it. Please can you do it for us? Then, of course, we can. But again, we, we have some templates, some of the higher um, quality templates from Shopify, for example, that we just purchased it is it once but that gives us the flexibility to be able to constantly change whenever we see that for example let's say with a conversion rate what you mentioned before you have to have the flexibility to add um, stuff and remove pop-ups and remove stuff from your website as well so yeah well if anything you know let's just say because i i use teespring i don't know if you heard of teespring before no i'm not aware of it so teespring is another e-commerce shop and but it's not drop ship. It actually will ship off, ship it off for me. So, uh, and then you can create your own website on there as well. So I would say, Hey, uh, Vanya, this is my, this is what my Teespring website looks like. Do you have any recommendations? And then that's when I will go probably find a web designer that codes to help me out. So at least you still provide a, a service in your, in your consultations. Yeah, no, exactly. Like um, the website is so important, right? Because it's the first or the second touch point with your with your customer or potential customer. So website design is super important, even though it's just about colors, the branding, the logo, etc. But also well-functioning website is important without much headache around it. So that's one thing that Shopify provides for sure. Awesome. And uh, also too, do you have like different packages, different uh, plans? So that let's say, hey, I want to start with the basic plan. So get my feet wet because I can't afford the highest plan. Uh, do you have something like that? Yeah, so we, is it done for you? So we truly adapt our, um, our the pricing to uh, what the client needs and what is the best approach for the client. So we don't have like a certain package. We don't have like one, two, three or option one or two. Yeah. But we always adapt it to what's the best approach for the client. How much budget does he uh, need us to manage for him? How much does he expect, etc. And also like when it comes to branding, content creation, like there's some people or some clients, they don't need the content creation because they have amazing content so mm-hmm. all of that plays plays a big role but it's always very very um done for you very much so i want to i want to switch over to uh mindset uh i mentioned earlier about how you know i feel like at such a young age you've really mastered um something that's very complex and forever changing right every year they're coming out with facebook google instagram they come out with hey this is our new algorithm this is what we're looking for uh these are the new features right and so um, what mental barriers did you come across in your uh, years that you started off that now you've um, been able to, you know, create the success you have to now? Yeah, I think the biggest one, this one thing, I, I think that's the biggest one is your, is not only the external states, I mean, not external problems or issues or challenges that you encounter it comes truly from within and that's one thing that I realized a lot mostly last year um it's that you have to feel some kind of way you have to first of all know yourself and know your worth and that's one thing most people it's very subconscious and it's something that you don't realize because your brain is very self-sabotaging but once you raise your awareness in that specific state you know that's 
everything is external and everything that matters is what's within you. And that's how you manage every single transaction, um, how you manage your business and how you actually also attract the right people and the right uh, clients onto your life is the way you feel, the way you are confident and the way you feel worthy and valuable to your, to your client. And so uh, a businesswoman like yourself, uh, how do you plan out your day? How do you plan out your, your goals? So for me, um, the most important part in the morning is really just taking time to plan out my day, but setting intentions. And that's the thing between, and that's the biggest um, like comparison between, okay, desire or wish and setting intentions. If you set intentions, you don't ask for permission. It is already yours and you don't have to um, wish or hope that will come along your way. No, you set your intention for the day and you don't accept anything else besides what you wrote down in the morning. So you set your mind up for success, but also just take time to claim your, like that's one thing I um, do a lot is claim your energy back and really create in that moment the day itself so the present moment or your tomorrow so again you are the creator of your own reality and yes just detaching detaching from everything around you and not giving anyone the the power or the energy to control you or to control your outcome because you know whatever no matter what anyone says or does it doesn't reflect upon my internal state yeah and so you have a lot of wisdom. Who or what set you on this path to where you have the mindset you have today? Um, actually, when I was introduced, actually, Tony Robbins, that's the first touch point I had with personal development. It was five years ago when I was 18 and I started my entrepreneurial journey. And that's when I got introduced to every single thing um, that re relates to this specific mindset or a mindset work. So Five years ago, I started with Tony Robbins, somehow came across my path. Don't know how, don't know how specifically, but just me taking a look at business, business models and how, how I should start, what I should do with my life. And um, yeah, from there, I just got introduced to so many other authors and mentors as well. So a mentor gives you lots of knowledge as well. So yeah, just doing some self-study in that area with lots of different authors and books. Awesome. Do you have a favorite book? Yeah, right now I actually have it here. It's called The Illusion of Money from 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 Kyle Sees. I'm really enjoying this book and it says why chasing money is stopping you from receiving it. So, wow. I can I I'm just like yeah, halfway through, but he's funny and it's really an easy read and it's so insightful and I read lots Lots of books. Like if you see my books here, I have here principles from Ray Dalio, like, and here I have the power of now. So yeah, like, but this one, the illusion of money is something I can truly recommend and uh, something I'm enjoying right now. Yeah. And so what, uh, first of all, where can people find you? I want to make sure people can find you. Yeah. So uh, you can find me on Instagram mainly, uh, of course, through my website, vcmedia.com, vcm-media.com. But on Instagram, I'm called vaniacarvalho.moda. And um, through my podcast as well, the self-made circle.official. And I'll, I'll just pass on the links to you so you can put it in the description as well. Yeah, because I, I want people to check out the podcast. Definitely check out the website. Uh, definitely will be talking to you as well as far as your services uh, because I know I, I know people that could use you uh, your services or even myself um, mm -hmm. but what is your rich state of mind what is your big why as to why you do what you do you seem very very sure of yourself on what you want to do and what you want to do moving forward yeah so I have like this strong belief um, and principle that you can only evolve to your higher self or you can only evolve if you actually help other people evolve so that's my biggest why of course like I have some motivations but my why is really um, living life according to your own terms and in my opinion if you have a broke mindset or if you have um, the wrong mindset you will never be able to experience life the way you are supposed to or the way you should do so it's so precious and we are here for like such you know a short amount of time so just 
having or raising your awareness and really being aware of who you are as a person, what your capabilities are, or what your potential is. And as long as you live and stay true to your purpose or to your intuition, what you what you hear in your voice, what we used to ignore or used to ignore, if you really follow that path, you will evolve and um, live the best possible experience that you can have. And um, yeah, just truly evolving into the person that you are supposed to be and fulfilling the purpose that you have. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. I, I really, I really respect your, you have such a, a organized poise. Like I like the way that your, your website was so, so organized, very clear, very inviting. Right. And I like the fact that you are able to also break down uh, your, your profession in a way to where it's not very, it's not intimidating. I feel like I can do it. Um, it makes people feel like they can start something uh, in the e-commerce world, because like you said, there, there's a lot of things that's changing and it's kind of like, hey, take my hand, I need help. This is what I wanna do. And you help me flesh out uh, everything else in order for me to be successful. So I think the way that you have uh, each step, you know, how you do your funnels, how you do your marketing, how you do your conversion, it's it's easy to understand and it's, uh, I think it can easily make people feel like they can uh, use your services continuously. And then obviously they're learning along the way. Uh, so they have a better understanding of the business. So this was really cool. Uh, I like the fact that we was able, this is also refreshing because uh, a lot of people, I feel like they had those, they probably have their stories out there, but they're probably just sitting still right now with great content, yeah. but can't, they kind of stuck on how they can get people to actually want to buy their t-shirts or buy their mugs you know, or yeah, skincare. It's, yeah, it's constant improvement. And that's one thing. Um, who said it? I think the author of Rich and Portet, so Rich said Portet, it's a constant improvement, especially if you um, take, the, take into consideration, okay, you know, you love that. It's your passion and you, you are good at it, but you always have to improve. And that comes, that comes in line or in connection with loving what you're doing because if you don't love it you have such a hard time to constantly want to know more about it and constantly want to learn more about your expertise so yeah i think that's the biggest part for sure not giving up when you experience a setback that's number one but number two is actually always wanting to learn more about what you're doing and that makes it different that's the biggest difference between someone that is succeeding and someone that is not because if you're forced to do something or if you do something because of the wrong or external reasons like money then you will never you always will have to force yourself to do something you don't you don't want every single day and yeah. that's hard and at some point we are all human we all have patience but not that much at some point we give up so it's just you know you just know what's going to happen if you really don't love what you do yeah for sure well, I really appreciate you taking your afternoon uh, to have this discussion. Uh, I think a lot of people will be able to benefit from Vanya, and uh, it's really been a pleasure. Okay, thank you so much for having me here. It's been a pleasure, and yeah, I'm looking forward to talk to the audience as well. Thank you for sticking with us from the start of the episode. Please share our show with friends and family, visit our YouTube channel, and view more of our content on richstateofmind.com. See you next week on the Rich State of Mind show.